Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Uh, our next guest is Josh Gallup. Now, Josh was uh, there in Melbourne at the weekend, but Josh has got a, a magnificent podcast called Full Circle. He's also got a huge background in basketball uh, and in AFL as well as uh, participant, but also as a broadcaster. Josh, it's our, our honour to have you on the show this morning. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Thanks for having us, uh, Smithy. Uh, uh, mate, you were back uh, at Melbourne Um Tell us a wee bit about the atmosphere now that uh, uh, COVID has uh, allowed us to have these events back on our back doorsteps, mate. So we can hear from my voice. I'm a bit um, worse for wear after the weekend. But, um, no, it was absolutely crazy across the whole city. Uh, it, it felt like felt like they'd really sort of taken it upon themselves to welcome it back as good as they could. It's the first time it's ever sold out every single day uh, at the event. And the part of that's, I think, uh, on the back of the show, Drive to Survive, it's sort of opened up to an entirely new audience. The other side of it is, in Melbourne just felt like it was bursting at the seams. Every pub was full, everyone was out, and it was about the third week in a row of that because there's still a lot of COVID fear. Even three weeks ago now, it feels like everyone sort of kind of emerged and, uh, and you got really that vibe at the track. It, it was like a festival, and um, I think it was just another great experience. And on top of it, you had Dan Ricciardo finishing sixth, and then in the wings, the, the next in line, Oscar Piastri, doing plenty of uh, events over the weekend. That's their backup driver for Alpine, who's also from Melbourne. And, and the clever thing was, Josh, uh, we'll get to Formula One in a, specifically in a minute, but they combined it with uh, supercar racing as well. And, of course, uh, you had uh, Chas Mostert, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, to the fore in that. So it was a real feast for you guys. It was it was really good. Like uh, for a lot of people that probably aren't V8 supercars fans, but they are drawn in by F1. It's truly the opportunity to promote motorsport, and uh, pretty much everyone from Australia that's involved in some capacity in that was either over involved in uh, some of the, the pre earlier shows, or the there was a lot of sort of um, exhibition races and things throughout the entire day. So there was a lot of people we, we met uh, over the day over the couple of days were guys that had finished their there one or two things to do, then we're in the lounge hanging out and um, reaping the true benefit of the thing, and that's a couple of free drinks and a couple of free canapes, Smithy. Yeah, a few fat, yeah, and, uh, well, whatever it is, and a bit of yelling and screaming as well by the sound of it, Josh. Um, hell of a weekend <laughs> for you, mate. Uh, no, no six, mu- six months ago, you wouldn't be talking to us because you'd have the, you'd have the virus, but now we know it's just a weekend in Melbourne. That's right. Uh, no, it was a very good weekend in Melbourne. And they, um, I think that was cool. They, it, there was so many. I haven't, I'm originally from Perth, Smithy. I haven't left Perth in about yeah. two years. So to come out back to Melbourne and um, just see at, at full force again, and after what they've been through as a city, was really cool. Okay, let's uh, look at the, uh, the, um, the the Grand Prix itself. And Dan, Danny Ricciardo, as you say, finishing sixth. Uh, that was above expectations? Yeah, I just think McLaren in general performed really well over the weekend. They had a really good season two two years ago. Um, and they dropped back a bit last year, and this year they're hoping to respond, but haven't had the start of the year they've expected to have Stroll and uh, oh, sorry have Ricardo finish so well. Uh, in particular, who's had such an issue with the car recently, and his home 
home uh, Grand Prix, I think he would have left extremely happy. Um, it's clear that Red Bull, when they can stay on, and Ferrari are the, the better machines this year. They've figured it out, the, the changes to the car. Um, quicker than anyone, and they've they've obviously come out of the gate very very fast. Uh, so for McLaren to get the result they did, I think you uh, you have to be really happy. And I, I'm sure I'm sure if it was behind the scenes, McLaren were very happy as well. A lot of points for them this weekend. Massive disappointment for Red Bull fans and uh, Max Verstappen, of course, the defending champion, uh, forced to retire yet again. Same problem as in Bahrain. Yeah, it was a bit bizarre. He said the most polarising start to the season hasn't he he's, he's crashed out twice and then had a podium and um, lifted a cup that, uh, in between so he's still sort of up there but he's now sort of this is the sort of thing that'll hurt him later in the season and potentially he's really like competitive guy obviously everyone sees that and he's a very sort of switched on guy but um, a couple of mates saw him walking around in the paddock after didn't seem too upset well visibly anyway I'm sure he was gutted but he wasn't kicking chairs or anything so um, I, I assume there's there's more to come that, and in the constructors championship, see Red Bull slip now. They're actually behind Mercedes, so uh, they the, the the poor start they had in Bahrain is impacting them now. So obviously, uh, it's only we're only three races into uh, the season. Leclerc has uh, 71 points, Russell 37, uh, Carlos Sainz Jr. 33. So uh, there's a lot of obviously a lot of motor racing to come, but. Early signs are good for the, the, this Frenchman, Charles Leclerc. Tell us a wee bit about him. Um, oh, Charles Leclerc is really, really liked around the track. Everyone seems to really enjoy him. He's sort of always been a very talented driver. Um, and early in his career, I believe he was one of the, the best uh, F2, F3 drivers before getting his chance at F1. And then uh, I just think he's sort of right time, right place. He came to Ferrari and they didn't have the car to match. And now this year they have the best car. And you see that in the celebration from the entire team. It's really a team sport when you see these guys. It's not just not just Leclerc. His his entire team seems to be right right now. They've got um, he's got a very good trainer. He's got a he's got a, the car going great in the mechanics. You'd see them celebrating more than anyone uh, when they really sort of celebrate team wins. So um, no, I can't really say anything poorly about the man. He's doing doing great. He's pretty pretty marketable too. Like he's a good looking young man. He's um, sort of F1 purebred and uh, yeah as you said he's something like a 37 point lead now so it's crazy that we're only three races in and it's already building out that way and a guy like Lewis Hamilton who has won seven uh, titles himself now is sort of nowhere near this sort of far younger maybe the next generation of driver Yeah it's interesting actually I mean there's not much for Lewis Hamilton or Sir, Sir Lewis Hamilton to achieve much in, in Formula 1 anymore but there he is again, going around again, finished, uh, what, uh, fourth uh, at the weekend, so a creditable finish there, not quite podium, but where do you think his mind is at, knowing full well that his car probably is just not going to be quick enough? Oh, it'd be frustrating. I think that's like the most frustrating thing about the sport is it's not on yourself going to work out. You can only do so much. There's a lot of uncontrollables. I think um, once I watch that too, it's like George Russell came over this year and he's doing, doing well. We've got his first podium this season uh, on the weekend. And at some point this season, I mean, we've seen with Toto Wolff, he's probably going to make a decision that they have to pick who's the start, who's basically the first driver. Uh, it'd be a pretty hard pill to swallow a seven-time world champion to say, OK, I'm going to let you, I'm going to help George Russell win a championship. So I think that's one to watch uh, as the season plays out. Not whether or not he wins, but whether or not he's being told to let George Russell overtake at times. 
Josh, how long is uh, Albert Park locked in for? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, you're throwing me a drop one. I don't know off the top of my head, but you'd have to think it's a like it's one of the jewels in in the F1 tour. Like they obviously have their huge ones. Like Austin's always been a favourite with the drivers, but also they put on such a show. And then Monaco is such a huge one as well. But I mean, there's no reason why Albert Park can't tick on I'd, unless Sydney's like making. Maybe maybe Volandis wants to make a push for Sydney as well for the F1. Who knows? But um. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't be true to changing anytime soon. Maybe they, maybe just need to change the contract. That's all. Okay. Uh, whilst we've got you here, I know you've got a massive background in other sports as well, and uh, you've got your podcast full circle. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, the basketball side of things on both sides uh, of the world. NBL. Who are your winners, or who are your likely winners in the NBL this year? Um. Oh, I. The City Kings are absolutely rolling, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they claim it all right now, but it's whether or not their momentum's peaking at the right time, but they just have so much depth. You have three amazing imports and three, and then all these role players that have bought into Chase Buford, their coach's system. So if they do, if they keep going the way of it, there's no one that can beat them, but you can't back it. Can't lose faith in a team like Melbourne um, United and even Perth, the Perth Walkers, all the random games of theirs are at home, but they can knock off small wins, find some form, they can potentially make a run as well, especially with their uh, MVP Bryce Cotton, uh, and then I mean, in, in saying that, though, the New Zealand Breakers. Just speaking to your audience as well, Smithy, mm. they've had a tough season. They've been locked out of the country for a big period. They've um, they they really fought, and they've got these two young next star players who've really shown flashes. And with that, they've been inconsistent. Every single team has been exciting to watch this year, which has been great. And there's been upsets throughout the entire season. So even the Breakers, who have a really have had a really tough lay of the land and schedule. Uh, I, they're one of my favourite teams to watch. So uh, even though even though I think it's probably Melbourne, Melbourne United or Sydney, uh, I tell you what, every game, even left and regular season, been, has been awesome. And uh, just looking a bit further afield, we're getting at playoff time, Josh, in the NBA. What what have you made of that? And uh, is there a standout for you there? Uh, probably the standout is the fact that LeBron's not playing. Uh, probably won't play finals, won't even get a chance to go in the playing tournament, which is ridiculous for a guy that sort of was a fixture of finals every single year. The other guy, the other one is just uh, everyone sort of sleeping on Giannis Antetokounmpo, the, the reigning sort of finals MVP, NBA champion. Uh, I think a lot of guys, it, the way the MVP works or the way those awards work in the NBA, it's sometimes about the narrative a lot more and and with Giannis, the year he's kind of just, you know, had a 5% increase on his stats or something like that. So he's having this amazing season. But it's kind of gone a little bit unsung comparatively to guys like Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. So I think um, the Milwaukee Bucks are one to watch still for me. I, they've, got, they've got depth, they've got um, defense. And if Giannis is firing, he's very hard to stop. So I think they're the two for me is the fact that Lakers will probably miss, and uh, the Bucks or Brooklyn in a stronger East will hopefully meet, be meeting somewhere in the postseason, and uh, it'll be I reckon it'll be one of them that'll claim it. Josh uh, Gallup, it's been great uh, catching up with you for the first time, mate. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, lozenges? What about some lozenges today, or are you just going to go back and <laughs> um, are, are you just going to go and have a hair of the dog? Uh, no, no, no way in hell. Um, I'm going to. I've got a heap of work to do. I've got to meet somewhere in Melbourne in about <laughs> 20 minutes, so I'm going to put on my best game face and um, hopefully 
route keep in the job somehow. Um, yeah, so if you, thanks, Ace Adam Smith here. Check out full, full credit on Spotify. Our, uh, app. It's a fantastic program, hopefully, and we uh, do a lot of fun investigations, and I'm sure some of your audience okay. will like it. Full credit it is, Ice calling it full circle. Full credit it is, folks. So, uh, Josh, thanks very much for your time this morning. Really enjoyed chatting, mate. No worries, Smithy. Have you yeah, cheers. Uh, yeah, okay. Full credit is uh, the podcast, and uh, plenty of. Uh, uh, he's a real all rounder, isn't he, uh, Josh? As you can hear, um, might uh, <coughs> have a few, a few throat issues for a couple of days. It's fair to say, but why wouldn't you? After a weekend watching Formula One and supercars at Albert Park in Melbourne, deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.